0: This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we wrap up Colossians with the new life at home and in the workplace, a door for the Word, greetings part one and greetings part two. Then we launch into Paul's epistle to Titus on Friday with the hope of eternal life. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider.
1: Holy and most gracious Father, I cry to you, O Lord. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Thank you. reading from John chapter 1 Behold the, ne- the next day he w- he saw Jesus coming toward him and said Behold the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world This is he of whom I said After me comes a man who ranks before me because he was before me I myself did not know him but for this purpose I came baptizing with water that he might be revealed to Israel
2: Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, for many, Handel's Messiah is a staple during the Christmas tide. Here in Fort Wayne, you can go to the Messiah sing-along. You not only listen, but you participate. And of course, the Messiah is not really a Christmas oratorio, is it? Yeah, the first part, sure. But then comes part two. And part two is this piece, the text comes from our reading. Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. If you remember the music, it's slow, it's a solemn chorus. It's the introduction to this part two, which is really dedicated to Christ's suffering and his resurrection, ending with a triumphant Hallelujah chorus. And then comes, of course, part three, the second coming of Christ. Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. It comes early in John's Gospel, doesn't it? You've heard probably John 1, 1 to 14 this Christmas as the gospel reading. There you have the Christmas story according to Saint John. And then, John 1, 29 begins, so to speak, part two. Behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. It's the first time Christ appears in the Gospel according to St. John in a story. Now our pericope, he doesn't say anything, right? It's John the Baptist who talks. But Jesus is introduced, so to speak, introduced to the crowd that is there at the River Jordan, to John's disciples and everybody else who is there. And what does John say? Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John the Baptist is the one who bears witness to Israel and to us who Jesus is. And that's the first thing he says. He says also he is the Lamb of God, he said, he, the Son of God. He says he is the one on whom the Spirit came down. But the first thing he says is behold the Lamb. The Lamb that is, the sacrifice provided by God for the purpose of taking away the sin of the world. That's the first, the most important thing that John the Baptist tells them, tells us. John the Baptist does not say, Behold, the Messiah, the great liberator that will save us from the yoke of the Romans. Probably a lot of people would say, yes, that's the one we have been waiting for, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. What do people wait today? What do they expect? What do they think is the great issue? Whom do they want to see as a Savior born to them? Is it the Savior? will finally give world peace and solve the political problems? Would they rather hear, behold, there he is, Jesus, who has the solution to the political and economical problems of the world? Or behold, there is Jesus, the one who will give us finally the cure for cancer important things, important questions, our health, political questions, peace, all are important. But Jesus is not introduced as the one who gives us the solution to that. Why not? Because as serious and important these things are, they are penultimate. They are not the last question and the last issue. The all decisive issue, the all decisive question is sin. Sin is the biggest issue. It's bigger than world peace. It's bigger than world hunger. It's bigger than health because the biggest question for man is not, how can I live a good life? Or how can I stay healthy? As many at the beginning of the year think about that. The biggest question for anybody is, what about God? What does God say about me? How does God evaluate you? And anybody listening to the word of God will know what the answer to that is. God evaluates you and, to put it crassly, he tells you you're a failure. You failed. God's holy law destroys any illusions and pretenses that we might have that, oh, well, we are pretty nice. God has no reason to be in any way upset with us. we have up to snuff with God. No, you're not up to snuff with God. No, God does not approve of you. You have failed. So what to do? What to do? What do you do? If you get a bad evaluation, you you will say, oh, I'll improve, I'll do better, I'll make up for it. Always in the hope that you will keep your job. What if you say that to God? I'll improve, I'll do better, I'll make up for it. No, can't do that. You won't improve. You can't make up for it. That will not take away your sin, your good intentions, your pleas, even your exertion beyond and above the call of duty. But of course, in regard to God, there is nothing beyond and above the call to duty. God wants us whole, not just a little bit. So that doesn't work to plead with God, to put our works before God. Some resent God. They say, well, I can't make up with it. So they might even say, what the heck or what the hell, right? And so they follow those who tell them, oh, you know, that whole religion thing, that's just a ploy anyway. There is no God. You don't, have, you don't have to deal with guilt, with your sin. You just have to deal with feelings of guilt. And therapy and maybe a little prescription will help you get over that. Well, and maybe you live a relatively happy life doing that, but you're living a lie. Because denying God, denying his judgment over you, doesn't do away with it. Uh, Nothing good will come out of that. So what to do? God provides. God provides Jesus who takes away the sin of the world. Only God can provide. We cannot work our way out. And only in this man standing there with John the Baptist We imagine often pointing to him, showing him, there the Son of God, who was made flesh, is found forgiveness of sins. Jesus is the one who takes away the sin of the world as a lamb. He is the one who is going to be killed, killed as a sacrifice. Forgiveness of sin is not given without Jesus, the incarnate Son of God, and it is not given without Jesus, the incarnate Son of God crucified, and in his crucifixion taking away the sin of the world. God provides Christ, the one true sacrifice for sin. He provides Christ for the world, a world that cannot free itself from its condemnation under which it lies. God provides the taking away of sin in a way that baffles the world. Nobody ever thought that up. No, of the wise, if the ancient world or if different religions, they ever thought of that, that God becomes man to save us from our sins, that God has to die for our sins. No wonder, when this message was preached, that people didn't simply roll over and said, wonderful, that's what we always wanted to hear. Paul in 1 Corinthians talks about that. Jews want science, Greeks want wisdom, and what do they think about the cross? It's folly. Or to put it differently, that's crazy. It's crazy. And this that the message of the cross is not something that people expect. We have to remember. When you listen to Handel's Messiah, when you listen to that part, that that chorus, Behold the Lamb of God, you can be swept away by the beauty of this chorus. It is beautiful. And if you don't know it, listen to it. It is beautiful, it's moving, it's solemn. but it's also an offense, an offense to a world that even when they li- if they like to listen to the Messiah, they do it for the music, not for the words. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That is the message that John the Baptist proclaims. That is the message that we proclaim We don't have to exchange it with anything else. We don't have to say, nobody wants to hear it anymore. People have other problems. Oh, they have all kinds of problems. But they do have one big problem, even if they are not aware of it. And the one big problem is that they need Jesus as the lamb, that they need to be forgiven, that they need to hear this word of God, this message, this really good news. God provides the Lamb. And God not only provides the Lamb, God also provides faith in the Lamb. God gives faith to preachers like John the Baptist. And God gives his Holy Spirit in baptism instituted by Christ. We heard it. And Christ baptizes today. Every baptism that is done today in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Who really baptizes? It is Christ himself. Through his human instruments the Spirit is given. And those who have received the Holy Spirit and thus have received faith join in that sentence. Behold, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So the most important question is what does God say about me? He says to you, you are a sinner. You have broken my law. But that's not the only thing he says to you. He says to you through his messenger John the Baptist and through all preachers that came after him, behold here is Jesus who takes away the sin of the world, your sin. God has provided the answer of the greatest issue in our lives. Thanks be to God. Amen.
1: leading of a star, you made known your only begotten son to the Gentiles. Lead us, who know you by faith, to enjoy in heaven the fullness of your divine presence. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Heavenly Father, God of all grace, govern our hearts that we may never forget your blessings, but steadfastly thank you and praise you for all your goodness in this life until, with all your saints, we praise you eternally in your heavenly kingdom. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father. Through Jesus Christ. defend us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life.